1: Podcasts. It's like radio, but it's not on the
2: radio. Hogan Johns. We will be perfect. Obsession. In every aspect of the game. Being obsessed. Jordan Howard. That's going to be a Bears touchdown. Tariq Cohen with the
3: catch toward the end zone and- Touchdown,
0: Bears! WGN Radio's very own Adam Ho.
1: I'm up here, you moron! Come on, come and get me.
0: And the Chicago Sun Times, Adam Johns.
1: You guys give up? Merry
0: Christmas, you filthy animal! Oh
1: yeah, thirsty for more. Bring you Chicago's best
2: Bears coverage. Yes.
0: Trubisky, protected for the end zone touchdown.
3: Trey Burton, that's aggressive. They want to line up and kick it. It's good. Rodgers. End zone throw. And it's intercepted. And it's Eddie Jackson who said
1: it's personal.
2: Obsession. My, oh, my. Being obsessed. And now,
1: here they are. Perfection. The Adams. Yeah,
4: baby.
2: Hogan Johns.
4: Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi.
3: Well, well, well. The Bears did it. They beat the Packers. They beat Aaron Rodgers. And they won the NFC North, Adam Johns, for the first
1: time since 2010. And let me just read you this text message from a longtime listener, my good friend Rich. Ding-dong, the witch is dead. That's what it feels like for the Bears. Sent to me at 426. Club Dub was over at that point. <laughs> the dragon has been slayed. Adam, it is slayed.
3: It is uh, definitely slayed. You know, you and I... By the way, episode two hundred three of the Hogan Johns podcast. When they were three and three, we laid out the path to get to ten wins. They did it already. There's still two weeks left in the season.
1: How about that? Doubled their win total from last year already. I, it's. We thought they would be better than many people did. I don't want to pat ourselves in the back a bit. I predicted them at nine and seven. Then we laid out the ten and six path. Yeah. I think Cleo Mack changed everything. But to win the NFC North against the Packers, who are still pretty tough, Aaron Rodgers still Aaron Rodgers, to do what they did last week against the Rams and national television. This is something. This is considerably, significantly something brewing here. You can use the words Super Bowl run, I think. Oh yeah, you could dream big. It's okay to dream big. Well, you know... even though I had them sneaking in
3: as a wild card at 10 and six, I mean, they're, they're right. When I guess, you know, some of the players have brought this up. Mitch did it again today that, you know, everybody doubted them. You know, I, not true. I don't, but yeah. I don't think you and I doubted them, you know, and said they were going to be terrible again. But it is fair to also say that they have exceeded even our expectations. Absolutely. To, yeah. yeah. To, to win, I thought. You know part of that is because I thought the Vikings would be better than they are, and you know, you know, so
1: that helped the Bears' case for the winning the division too. Sure. Even though we, we kind of saw their dismantling, but they, you had the foresight, especially. I,
3: I'm ready to give them all the credit in the world, though. I mean they they have exceeded expectations. There's no question. They still got two weeks to go, and we're all looking at them as a let me put it this way, and, and Nagy alluded to this in the post game. We'll play it here for you a little bit, but you know, if Mitch Trubisky does what he did today, which was nothing spectacular, but if he posts 20 for 28, 235, two touchdowns, no interceptions, for a quarterback rated of 120, I don't know that anybody can beat this team in the playoffs. Anybody. I don't know that any team in the NFL can beat this Bears team with that defense if the quarterback...
1: Does that? Yeah, he was better than efficient, though. He made some pretty big time plays. Everybody's going to call out the Adam Shaheen play down the sideline, where he eluded pressure, scrambled to his left of all areas, and threw down the field, lofted a perfect. Wait, throw. wait Adam I thought Sheen. he couldn't throw left. Yeah, or roll left right. or whatever. Who cares? Went can't to the turn left. left. <laughs> <laughs> can't turn left. That's a problem. Yeah, drive a race car if that's true. Can't be Maserati, right. Mitch as some people call him. It just—I I thought he was impressive. He, he was efficient. He—he he threw some balls through some tight windows. He got the he got it to his playmakers, which is what a lot of quarterbacks say they want to do, and he did it in an efficient performance. But there were some big time plays, whether it's the scramble for first down uh, on third down, he made plays when they needed to, when they needed from him.
3: You can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H O G E, at Adam Johns, J A H N S. Our post game reaction is up. WGNRadio.com slash Suntimes.com. Please rate and review the podcasts. Do it for the, you know, that should be the way you celebrate the division championship is to call our voicemail line 312 I thought you said it was full. Sorry. 50-50. I don't know. I was predicting that it might get full. So, there is a chance, if you're listening to this, you decide to call him, might be be full. Our guy, Joey Jojo, has his work cut out for him this week, sorting through all those voicemails. But also, I think the best way to celebrate the division title is to rate and review the podcast five stars. Just pretend like you're rating the Bears. Yeah. And just give them five stars and leave a review. And then... Tell some, one of your friends to subscribe. Yes, yes. spread the, the word. The best way to do uh, enjoy the division title over these next couple weeks until the playoffs is to listen to this podcast. I may be biased, but that's what I think. <laughs> fair points, <laughs> right? It's all fair points. All right, um, the defense. I thought Vic Fangio corrected some of the errors. If we were to pinpoint like one area where Vic I thought could be criticized this entire season, second half in Green Bay. I thought they were way too conservative. The corners were playing way too far off when they obviously went to a quick passing game. And they never really adjusted. This whole game was an adjustment. They mixed up coverages. Sometimes they were off. Sometimes they were on. Sometimes the pressure was there. Sometimes it wasn't. When it wasn't, the coverage was outstanding. I mean, I thought the secondary played great today. And... Sherrick McMahon is filling in for Bryce
1: Callahan did more than an adequate. He made a big time PBU, like on the five yard yeah. line. Was it the Randall Cobb, kind of a lofted pass?
3: Honestly, he he did what sometimes Kyle Fuller still struggles to do, which
1: is turn your head around and make a play on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the defense wasn't perfect. They gave up some yards, a lot of rushing yards, even though Aaron Jones was lost for the game, uh, with it was an ankle injury kind of yeah. kind of early on. Aaron Rodgers. Clearly didn't look like himself, but you have to give the Bears some credit for that. He felt pressure, sometimes phantom pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean by that? Like Jay Cutler felt phantom pressure and every single time he, he dropped back to pass. You
3: could I, tell he was worried
1: about, about getting the Bears. hit. Yeah, and later yeah. he said he was dealing with some some type of groin strain, whatever. The, the Bears are, are reason number one for that. Khalil Mack tackled him with his butt today, Adam. <laughs> That was awesome. I've never seen anything like that. Like he literally tried to sit on him while he was being held. Yes, yes. <sighs> yeah. That's another story. We could do a whole podcast about how the ta- Packers tackles hold well, and hold and hold. I, and I don't get called for
3: it. It prompted me in halftime to email Pro Football Focus, our guy Lauren, and he. I asked because off my top of my head, I'm going. I can't remember him getting. Drawing a holding penalty all season. And I so I emailed our guy Lauren at Pro Football Focus. He emailed me right back. He said one holding call, it was on O. J. Howard back in week four, the Buccaneers game. Other than that, there has not been OJ Howard. <laughs> There's not been a single holding call against Khalil Mack this entire year, which is absurd. Did he get he's getting
1: held every game? Did, did he get one today or is that Leonard Floyd who got it unlocked today?
3: Uh Leonard Floyd, although I think Mac was getting held yeah. on the same play, he, he, but the the actual penalty was directly where uh, Floyd was getting held.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. There were, there was a couple of debatable ones. Even there was one where um, Isaiah Irving had a rush, where I thought he, he was inside an, yep. on his jersey a bit. Back to back to the he Look, he, I'm not an official. I know it's a hard job, but some plays look so wildly apparent. I don't mean to get off on this tangent. But is there anything more absurd
3: than there's been one holding call on Cleo Al- Mac? I mean, that is the most indicting. Stat I think you can possibly find on NFL officiating yeah, right
1: now. Yeah, that's that, so ridiculous. Hey, hey, I like how you added them too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's they should be called out for that. Absolutely, that's ridiculous. Absolutely, in general. Look, they weren't perfect. They gave up yards. The the, the draws seemed to gash them. Again, Devontae Adams made a spectacular catch down uh, the left sideline or the Bears' sideline. Aaron Rodgers looked off. But, but again, just because Aaron Rodgers looked off doesn't mean cause it's, it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. You have to give the Bears some credit for getting in his throwing lanes or, or blanketing his receivers with coverage to throw off timing. They were good enough to beat Aaron Rodgers. They weren't as good as they were against the Rams. Don't get me wrong. They yeah. were fantastic against the Rams. But they were good enough today against a pretty banged-up Packers team to beat Aaron Rodgers. It was really weird seeing Aaron Rodgers miss some of those throws. Yeah. Now, I do
3: think at least a couple of them were on the wide receivers. Like, I thought Equimania St. Brown, wasn't where he's supposed to be. He's got all
1: these young receivers.
3: Yeah. I, I thought he wasn't where he was supposed to be in the end zone when he looked open. It looked like Rodgers just missed a throw, but I think that was more on the wide receiver. But then there were a couple downfield
1: where the guy was open, and he just missed them. It's just... today There were some throws he just threw up for grabs, too, at times, though, where I thought, oh, whoa, whoa, if if Eddie Jackson was a step closer, you may have a potential interception. They finally did get the interception. Yes, yes, they did. To pass Roquan Smith. Who tipped it? Yes, I believe he did. Well... Led the Bears in tackles again today, Adam. Speaking
3: of that interception, um, per, I mean, it, the headline today is definitely the Bears winning the North and the significance of what that is for the franchise. But in terms of winning the Super Bowl, I think the biggest news came after the game, and that Eddie Jackson, it sounds like he's okay. Sprained ankle, not a knee. It was kind of hard to tell. Sometimes you don't know when a guy gets kind of... It was a non-contact Like injury. when he goes
1: down on his own, yeah. And
3: he went down on his own. It looked like his ankle bent, but you never know sometimes it's caused by the knee. So that's what I was worried about in the moment. Turns out it's a sprained ankle. There did not seem to be a whole lot of concern. The Bears now have two weeks to rest him up and get him ready for the playoff.
1: Well, but it's essentially three weeks, if need be, right? Because of the preparation for um, the playoff opener. We haven't said that ever. I will be right back here at Fulton Field. <laughs> not, not on this podcast. So he should be okay at him again for their playoff opener. He, he was all smiles in the locker room. Look, he had a walking boot on. He had his Bo Jackson Chicago White Sox jersey on, you know, the, the Bo Jack. That's thing. awesome, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. That's I, a great, I knew you like that, White Sox fan. I thanks. wanted to give you that tidbit. Yeah. yeah, Smiling. I think that's positive. Wasn't down on himself. Look, he, he walked to the locker room wasn't carded it could have been worse you don't like to see your star all pro safety suffer an injury this close to the playoffs but it could have been worse
3: yeah so you know he'll get all the right treatment he needs boy it would have been nice though if they uh hadn't lost to the giants and had that extra week to prepare not that they would have gotten it for sure but they would have had a better chance of still getting that first round bye seems unlikely now because there's still a chance. It would make things Maybe the
1: Rams have a few struggles. You're, you're never Yeah, but they're not going to lose the Eagles tonight. Nick Foles. You could be listening Nick, to this. T- the Eagles are starting the Super Bowl run. Well, there is a small chance that
3: you might be listening to this on Monday morning, and yes. that comment I just said was idiotic.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, or my comment was <laughs> idiotic. One of the two of them yeah. is going to be idiotic. Right, we got a 50-50 <laughs> chance here of being smart or idiotic.
3: Um, but it would be interesting if Saints lose on Monday night.
1: Carolina, still in the hunt. At home? Unlikely. Different team at home? Maybe. Just saying. Yeah.
3: Just saying. Uh, Because that could impact what the Bears are playing for the next couple weeks.
1: Scoreboard watching. How about this, Adam? When's the last time we watched scoreboards? 2012? And that team felt different. That was like the last hurrah of the Lovey era.
3: That's when we were in Philadelphia, not only scoreboard watching, but literally watching the Lions game. Was it the Lions game that...
1: We were, no, it was Bears at Lions, and they won.
3: No, you're right, but I'm talking about the week before we were in Philadelphia, and somebody lost right before that game.
1: Going back to 2012. Lobby's we were
3: downstairs left. N- near the locker room before the game talking to our guy Phil Emery, and the locker room went nuts because I think it was the Lions who lost, and that gave the Bears the opportunity to clinch that night in Philadelphia, and instead they got smoked. Remember, they lost twice. They had two opportunities to win yeah, the division
1: yeah, that Yeah, yeah, And they got smoked. Oh, it game. was in 2012. I can't remember that game. I, I remember a lot of bad oh, games Oh, I'm thinking of the Trestman
3: year. My bad. 2013. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. You're talking about 2012 when they won in Detroit when they went, and then or, had to wait for the... Or
1: they went 10-6 and six, still not make the playoffs. The point is we're... We're talking about the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Been a while. First, the ba- first the ba- for us. The Bears will be playing a playoff game at Soldier Field. Whether that's in the wild card round or, or somehow in the divisional round, they're going to be playing a playoff game at Soldier Field. How about that? And I'll give the fans a lot of credit. They have r- improved remarkably since a few weeks ago when you said your buddies were upset during the Vikings game. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Didn't hear much. Uh, Let's get loud. Stand up and stay up. I still think the PA guy's a little bossy. <laughs> he was not as... He was, he was nagging. Oh, I Lester. can't hear you. <laughs> but um, the air raid siren wasn't as frequent, I, I believe. Yeah, I'm cool with the bear raid. No, I, I am. I am. Bear raid siren. I'm cool with that. But the, the PA announcer wasn't his. It's a little <laughs> he boss. He wasn't as needy this
3: time. <laughs> uh, how about Charles Leno Jr.? Yeah. That's a way to celebrate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So we start there. Do it. Talk to Charles Leno Jr. after the game. For those of you who didn't hear, moments after the game ended, he uh, it was all pre-planned. He managed to get his girlfriend down on the field. Jennifer proposed to her right there in the middle of the field. Um, Have we? We've seen that in
1: college. Have we not? Yeah, the blows. It started yeah. with
3: that Boise State kid. Yeah, uh, when they ran that trick play against. Oh, Oklahoma. yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> he did it. It's been a couple
3: times. But, um, good for him. Here's Charles Leno Jr. after the game in the locker
4: room. It was it was coming soon, but once we I found out we can clinch this week, I was like, I had to speed things up. I had to I had to you know uh, speed up the process. So I kind of planned it early this week. Did you get a chance to talk to her dad first? Or? Yeah, I, got, I did all that. Don't worry, I, I made sure I took the proper procedures. You, you know protocol. Yeah, I did that. I did so that. You're, you're that. started with the false start probably, right? So yeah, I was juiced. You know, what I mean, I was a little bit amped up. You know, so I didn't know how that thing was going to uh, plan out. But you know, I scratched that after that after that play, and I'm. Moved on Where How
0: do you feel The ring
4: What what Who had the ring I had it in my sock It was in your sock I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> No uh, I can't say that it was, it was in a very safe place I think a
2: good guess Might be Tony Medley mm, team. No nah, <laughs> You're nah. not gonna say no, I'm not gonna say You Charles, guys had a lot you of belief. You guys, what if you didn't win
4: What if we didn't win Were you gonna propose I'm Still gonna do it You were But I, I just had a feeling I knew I knew the way we prepared oh, This oh, week I knew uh, I knew the way Our team was ready And I, mean, I, just I just had a feeling I just had a feeling You guys had a lot of Belief in training camp Even I mean it does it go all the way back to Man, it goes all the way back to OTAs, man. We, we believed in ourselves. We believe in everything we've been doing. Uh, we put in the work. We <laughs> This team is resilient. Um, I love going to work with these guys every day. Uh, we believe. Like, us in this locker room believe. outside noise. We really didn't try to listen to all that because a lot of people didn't believe in us. And now they do. Now they're talking about, oh, Super bull continues all that. Okay. We'll kick you to the side still. You know, we know who we are. We know we're a resilient team. We're fighters. And we got, we're NFC North champions right now. Charles, two questions. For you first, what's it like to beat the Packers here at home and win the NFC North Championship? It's just a lot, man. I've been This is like, I checked off so many things today. Um, You know what the big one is, you know? But um, I never beat the Packers at home. Mm -hmm. I never. Thank you. I never beat the Packers at home. I've never had a winning season. Mm -hmm. Um, Never got double digit wins have never been the NFC champions in the NFL. I mean, I've been through some dark days here, and this is one of the greatest days of my life right now. So how about that quote from Leno? I checked off so many
3: things today. You know what the big one is, the proposal. Never beat the Packers at home. Never had a winning season in the NFL he's talking about. Never been NFC North champions. I've been through some dark days here, and this is one of the greatest days of my life. That's pretty powerful. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. For... A stalwart in that offensive line. Such an underrated part. He still gets criticized for no reason, I, I feel like. Whether it's in the media or analysis, just just for, look, is he a superstar? No, but he is he is better than Saul. Did you hear Matt Nagy's quote after the game? About it? So see, he had to get Nagy's approval to do it.
3: Yeah, well, he, I don't know if he had to, but he asked.
1: Yeah, well, oh, he did the right thing. Yeah. So here's an out-of-context quote for you. No, he could. He could do what he wants to do. I just told him to be prepared for all situations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now I was they, want- that could be
3: some husband like
1: advice, right? right there.
3: I was, well I was gonna say, uh was he talking about winning versus losing or her saying no? No <laughs> Yeah, or the future, right? <laughs> or what's coming. And there's her out of context. Quote of the day. Right. Um and Mitch Trubisky after the game it is That was funny too. Christmas sweater that lights up. <laughs> He walking, asked. talking, and will shop at. He asked if we wanted the lights on or off. Yeah. Of course we said on.
1: Yes. Come Why on. wouldn't we? Yeah.
3: It's an easy choice. Yeah.
1: Oh, I have that in my column for tomorrow. Read that at chicagosuntimes.com, please. And then he said, it's lit. Is your column lit? Oh, I use it's lit at least several times in it. Yeah. It's just like a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> please.
3: Uh, let's hear from, what do you want to hear from, Mitch or Matt well,
1: first? Well, do Mitch.
3: He was, he was lit. Literally lit. He was literally lit. His sweater was lit. Uh, background on that the quarterbacks all wore these Chicago Bears Christmas sweaters that actually lit up. And Trubisky bought them for him. And Trubisky bought them for all the quarterbacks. Um, and then he talked about a little bit at the end here, but here is Mitch Trubisky's postgame press conference after the Bears won the North. <laughs>
5: Do you guys want the lights on or lights off? On. Really on.
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you feel, especially coming off the last Sunday's game where you obviously were not happy with
5: it? Yeah. Feel felt like uh, it was solid. I just went out there, did my job. I'm really proud of my teammates when so we came out, stuck together. And we knew it was going to be a four-quarter battle. But uh, I think we were consistent enough on offense. We wanted to stay out of third downs because we know they're really good at third downs and positive plays on first and second. And then just score uh, uh, when we needed big opportunities. So it was, a, it was a great team win. I thought the O-line played really well today. It gave me a lot of time back there uh, to, to, to see it, especially when they do a lot of confusing things on defense. And we got the run game going early. So that opened things up. Uh two four, two nine, running hard. And uh would just get the ball to the playmaker. So I feel like I didn't have to do anything special today. They just go out there, do my job, and uh, it it was, it was gonna be a big thing for my team.
1: But what does Tariq come to, to mean to this team, whether it's the short touchdown catch or the forty four yard
5: punt Yeah, for sure. I mean you never know what you're gonna expect. Ac- what what's, what 2-9 is going to do, and I think that's the awesome thing. Punt, return, catching the ball in the backfield, running the ball. He's just so hard to defend, and as a great playmaker as he is, we just got to continue to get him the ball. And defenses are going to con- continue to key on him, so that also opens up our other playmakers on offense, which is, which is awesome. So, um, just continue getting the ball in open space and let him do his thing. He's just hard to contain. He's such a great player, and um, it, we're lucky to have him a part of this offense, special teams, and everything else he does, so it's, it's huge for us.
0: What did you see in the way he adjusted to make the catch on the touchdown and then ended up getting to the corner.
5: Yeah, that was crazy. Um, it was kind of tough on the option route and they were bringing pressure and I knew I had to get it out so I was just trying to throw in a spot where I knew he was going to be and he made an incredible an adjustment to it and uh, made a great snatch and uh, made the guy miss and got in the end zone so it was just incredible athletic ability on his play to adjust to that and uh, like I said, I wasn't doing anything special. I just put in the, in a spot and the playmaker, uh, Tariq, he did, he did the special things after the catch and, and made a great catch so it was really it was a big play for us. Touchdown, Trey come together. Yeah for sure um and O-line did a great job up front they dropped a bunch of guys out and it was just a great play call I recognized cover two to that side and uh and just found a hole and I threw it in a spot where I felt like only Trey could get it and he made a heck of a catch and ran a really good route so it, that's what happens when all 11 guys are on the same page doing their job O-line's giving me time and the guys are getting their routes and I just put the ball where it needs to be so uh, n- again nothing nothing crazy nothing special great play call in that situation and all 11 guys were doing our job and when you execute like that good things happen and and we love the result which is a touchdown
0: talk to us about the conviction behind that throw where did that conviction come from um either in recognizing the coverage or whatever
5: yeah for sure o-line giving me time it gives me a lot of confidence back there recognizing it right away from film study and then repping it in practice so um when you get to the game it's just going back to your training and and relying on what you've done in practice and I saw it cleanly and he ran a great route so I just ripped it and uh, and did what I had to do and he made a great catch.
0: You, you were here last year it was a tough year, the coaching staff changed to go from that to this how do you characterize what you guys accomplished?
5: Uh, we've we've accomplished a lot, but I think I'm most proud of uh, just the type of guys we have in our locker room, the culture that we've kind of created, and uh, we know that nobody really believed on, in us on the outside in the preseason or even throughout the season. Uh, but we we knew what type of team we had, and we knew we just need to keep getting better each and every single week. And just the philosophy and the culture that Coach Nagy's brought, we just really start to believe in each other and play harder each and every single week, and and winning the close games, and and then you look back and. Um, you kind of appreciate where you're at, but we we still got a long ways to go. So we just want to keep building, keep getting better. And that's also the, the characteristics of this culture, where we just stay hungry, stay humble, and just keep going and stick together. Was
0: there a, point, was there a game or a couple games? I've got a few different answers where you thought, yeah, this team's got it. Got whatever the it factor is, this, this team has.
5: Um, not necessarily uh, a specific game, but I think just throughout the season, just how we battle adversity, how we continue – when we go through adversity we just become closer together and we make sure that it makes us better so uh that's what we've done all season long just battling getting better and and, and winning games yeah danny
0: pointed out after you guys lost two in a row that's what that's what impressed him the most is that
5: kind of the same thing? yeah I, mean, I think it says a lot about this team we've had um some wins where we felt like we i mean some losses where we felt like we should win and and then sometimes uh, that, that's just how it happens so it adversity and losses, it really tells a lot about a team and we all come together and we adjust and we go harder in practice so that doesn't happen again and then the next week you get the result you finally want, want. and then you just stack those and you go from there. So you just got to make sure that um, the bad things that happen, that you make positive um, impacts on them down the road. So we've done a great job just sticking together and it's because of guys like Danny, leaders on this team, on the defense, uh, got the guys on offense, everyone just sticking together and believing in the plan. Did
4: you when did the
0: punt didn't work and they go down to score all some game's tied. What was your
5: mindset? Next play, next play. It's like the same thing after after any, any negative play. Okay, it didn't go the way we wanted. When we get the ball, we just got to go down and do our jobs. So that's what we did. And um, plays like that happen. So we just continue to stick together and, and do your job the next play you get out there.
4: When, when did you realize that Matt was the right coach for this team?
5: Uh, As soon as we hired him, um, I knew he was the right guy. And then just throughout the early process of just sitting down with him, talking to him, getting to know him, um, you just – he, he's got that vibe about him that everybody wants to be around him. Everybody wants to play hard for him. And he really motivates his team. And obviously, he's brilliant offense. But it's it's really special the way he brings a group together, motivates them for a common goal. And just um, it, it's really become a family. And he's been a huge part of it.
2: Mitchell, we were in Lambeau in week one after the game. You kind of regretted the fourth quarter not taking some of the check downs, maybe be a little overeager. For this game, it seemed like it, it, you were able to kind of just move the ball down. Feel kind of yep. Do you see like the, the progress from kind of week one to this for sure
5: for sure and that's exactly what I wanted to do we knew they weren't going to give us anything deep so it was going to be a grinded out game take it, take what they give us underneath and just find completions so that's what I wanted to do all day just stack completions I knew we'd break some tackles and then you get some longer plays and then we, when we get in, down into the red zone we need to convert but the main thing was we wanted to stay on the third down. We know they could throw a bunch of funky stuff out us on third down. And that was just my mindset this whole game. Don't do anything crazy. Don't try to make a splash. Just completions after completions. And it resulted in first downs. And it helped create a rhythm within the offense that I think helped all day.
0: Along those lines of growth week one to now, did you have a sense that your recognition, you know, is improved against that particular defense, understanding, you know, that coordinator's tendencies? But you've obviously had a lot of experience through
5: this season to this point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he actually doesn't show many tendencies, which, which makes it tough. So we broke, we break down the numbers, and uh, he obviously self scouts a lot and mixes it up, which makes it hard on quarterbacks. But whatever he throws out, you just got to recognize it right away on the snap and just, just go through your reads and, and do your job. So uh, I just continue to rely on my teammates. They do such a great job. The O line played their tails off. Playmakers got open, and when they're recognizing it well, then we're just out there playing catch, and the, the offense is rolling.
0: For you personally,
5: personally, what is the biggest moment of adversity you think you'd overcome this season? Um, I don't know. I think it's the whole season. There's always ups and downs. I always want to play better, than sometimes I do, and it's just something that was said to me this week. Is each week is is different. It doesn't matter what you did last week. Each week is a new opportunity. And it's the same thing with the game because you get to the game is each play is different. So you got to take it one week at a time, and then when you get to the game, you got to take it one play at a time. And it really doesn't matter how good or how bad the play was before because the next one's coming. You just got to be ready to do your job. So that's kind of been my mentality, and I'm glad uh, my, my coach, uh, Coach Rogan said that to me this week. So it's it's not one particular instance; it's the whole ups and downs of the season. Um, not getting too high, not getting too low. Continue to just get better and. and embrace the whole process and enjoy it while we're doing it which quarterback is uh, responsible for the christmas sweater? oh uh, this is me shout out to nfl if you want to get your light up sweater <laughs> it'll, it'll be lit so yeah it's i hooked it
3: up
5: no he didn't he didn't ask me uh but i, I would have said yes but <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that's. I'm very happy for Charles. Uh, uh, I mean, all this. He planned it out pretty well, and it, and luckily everyone did their job today, so that could go right. And uh, I'm very excited for him and his fiance. So, congrats to Charles Leno, man. Charles, the hard work you put in this week. What was the key to you bouncing back from last week? And what does that to say to your teammates about you? Um, I think. I don't know what it says about me but I know what I can say about my teammates is that they always have my back no matter what I think they see how hard I work and how much I care about this thing and how I'm hard on myself and I always continuously want to do better uh, but the mindset was, for me was just uh, put it behind me and come out here and do my job you don't have to do anything special just do exactly what you do in practice and and go out there and play with confidence because the guys around me they have they believe in me and, and they have confidence in me so uh, why would I not go out there and, and be confident in my Myself as well, and that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to uh, show to my guys and just and just be there for them. So I feel like I did my part today, and uh and my teammates had my back, and I had theirs. So it's it was fun.
1: And that Adam is why we call him Buzzkill Bob Legear. <laughs> Buzzkill Bob, come on, Bob, we got the QB one laughing.
3: I mean, I I tried to end it on a light note, and then Bob had to follow up with the yes, serious. serious note. I mean. What are you, doing your job or something? Yeah. Pay attention, Bob. Come on. Um,
1: Buzz kill Bob. Buzz kill Bob. Buzz kill. Either way, Trubisky, efficient performance. He did exactly what he wanted to do. Stack completions. Didn't really have any risky throws. Playmakers got the ball. He made big plays when he needed to.
3: Yeah, I, I think um, Matt Nagy, after the third interception last week, kind of made a Smart decision for his football team to maybe dial things back a little bit. First quarterback. You know, everybody wants to see Mitch Trubisky develop into a Hall of Fame quarterback. Maybe that'll happen someday, maybe it won't. But right now the focus has changed. It this team has a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. As I said a few minutes ago, they I think they can beat anybody if he just plays like he did today which is nothing spectacular, just he didn't kill you. And so, well, actually, I shouldn't say nothing spectacular, because that one rollout, escaping pressure and floating it over to Adam Shaheen, was he did a it pretty again special ta- He did
1: it again to Taylor Gabriel. Is, Look, I, I get this dialed back idea, and, and it's I guess it's hard to to gauge that.
3: But I think it's the right thing. I mean, I, I think it's... You, you heard Mitch talk about how he was trying to
1: do too much last yeah. week. Yeah. Well, I feel like so much of that is just him and his emotional state. It's not like those right. plays... But it'd be were, were, easy
3: to do that in a playoff
1: game. Yeah, it's not like those throws that he was intercepted on or those overthrown balls over the middle are extremely difficult plays. It requires some touch and some accuracy. Mm-hmm. Better touch, better accuracy. Didn't make him, but I get the dial-down effect. I don't think... I don't know. Maybe that's a better question for our Tuesday podcast when we watch the film and we hear Matt Nagy kind of digest and analyze his own film. But I, I thought you got what you needed from him. And, again, that is your point. Right? He gave, I, I think you, a win, he gave you a winning football performance when the quarterback It's not a criticism position. of anybody. It's not a
3: criticism of Nagy. It's not a criticism of Mitch. I mean, I... Those guys are open. There's no question in my mind Trubisky can hit those, you know, throw it through the keyhole like we've made fun of. He's done it in games. But when he's trying to do that, there's also a higher risk of turning the ball over. And, look, this was still a 14-14 game. Trubisky could have come out there throwing an the interception, and maybe Aaron Rodgers is right there, you know, knocking on the doorstop, doorstep to take the lead. So I'm just saying The I, I think it's smart the Eagles showed last year you can win with Nick Foles. Mitch is better than Nick Foles. Yeah. In fact, I made in my column this week, this Ten Bears team column, I I actually made the comparison between this Bears team and the Eagles team last year. You know, they might not be the most special team out there, but they play good defense. They have a, a similar style offense. And as long as their quarterback doesn't kill them, they're good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel right now about Mitch. So I'm just saying the the uh eagerness to get him playing at a really, really high level because you invested the number two overall pick in him and gave up draft capital for that, that can be put on hold right now. You just need him to play well, not Patrick Mahomes special, just well right now. Within
1: the system. And that's fine. Okay, good point, good point. I still think there'll be times, and like you saw today at times, where he's going to have to make that special play. All quarterbacks do. Nick Foles still made some special plays when need be. For Nick Foles, like, special meter. (laughs) Well, the
3: the Nick Foles special meter. He does – I'll give Mitch all the credit in the world. He has a a special ability uh, and a special instinctual feel in the pocket to avoid pressure. Yes, he does. Now, that's different from – because some people – I tweeted that during the game. Some people came back. Well, what about when he's seeing ghosts and he rushes mechanics? That's different. I'm not necessarily even talking about throwing the ball. I'm just saying he can sidestep pressure and slip out of tackles while keeping his eyes yeah, downfield. Yeah, yeah. That is something a lot of quarterbacks don't have. Yeah. Now, sometimes does he get rushed and his mechanics get a little sloppy when he's feeling the pressure? Sure. But I'm talking about the first step, which is just sidestepping a rusher who's right – I mean, I can't tell you how many times this season I'm like, oh, he just got sacked. Nope, he somehow got out of it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes he has to throw the ball away. Sometimes he scrambles and picks up yards, and sometimes he completes a pass downfield. It's impressive.
1: Well, that's what Aaron Rodgers does, is it not? Is it not? I, yeah. I don't I hate to use him as a point of reference because the guy's a Hall of Fame talent, and we're going to see what Trubisky becomes. Right. But,
3: but he's got the crazy ability to be accurate yeah. while doing that. Now his mobility and ability
1: to elude uh, to, to and make is, plays down the field. It's a little different look, this well, year. It's, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is putting all passes on guys' chests by the way, you know? He usually does, but this year it's been different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, but, you know, like the Devontae Adams, beautiful ball, beautiful catch down the left sideline. Just just saying.
3: I kind of feel bad for Aaron because he's getting crushed right now for not being himself. Yeah. Like, the media in Wisconsin's on him right now. Yeah. Oh, he's not the same guy. It's like, that is such a high bar. Like, he's still incredibly good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: But... Because it's it's
1: almost yeah. more on the franchise itself for not taking advantage of this window that existed with him there.
3: No doubt, and I don't know. Spend a little money. You look at the state of that roster right now and what they look like, and now they're looking for a coach. I, I don't know that they're going to win another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and that is always going to feel, you know. But it's the same about Brett Favre. They only got one.
1: Yeah, they only got one. So. Transcendent talents at the most important position of all sports. Hey, look, I'm not counting them out, by the way. They could be back next year. They could hire the right coach. Aaron Rodgers is still capable of being Aaron Rodgers. But the way this division and specifically this team that we cover closely, the way things are trending, the Bears' average age is 25, 26 years old. Yeah. They're young. With the potential of getting better, especially at the quarterback position.
3: But you know what? That let that be another lesson that these opportunities you can't take them for granted. You can't just assume the Bears are going to be outstanding again next year, because it might just be this one, this one run. I'm not. I, I Again, I don't think that's going to be the case. But while you're here, you take advantage of it. You don't just say, "Oh, well, we'll be back next year."
1: You're just throwing people's. You're just throwing stumping sand in people's beer right now. <laughs> Does anyone do that? I don't know. I, did. I was trying to think of something. Okay,
3: I didn't know if that was a real <laughs> saying or not. <laughs> dumping sand in people's beer.
1: I guess that's it, what you're doing.
3: I guess it could happen on the beach.
1: Yeah, that's what you're doing.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's hear from the head coach, Matt Nagy. I thought he was interesting after the game. Uh, here he is, Matt Nagy. Bears beat the Packers. Nagy now 1-1 one one against the Packers. That would be considered a good record. 500 against Green Bay. No coach since Mike Dicka has had a winning record against Green Bay. Here's Matt Nagy.
2: I mean, how, how cool is this? You know, for everybody to be walking off the field and enjoying a, a great time with the city and with the fans and what they've done. What's Coach? Um, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. And so uh, it's, uh, it's just uh, it's a humbling experience for all of us. But at the same – time we talked about finishing all week. Finish, finish, finish. We had a very similar situation. Um, as we did the first week, and we were able to, to finish the game. And so, you know, I can get into more of that injury-wise. Uh, Lynch has a uh, an elbow, so he'll, he'll be getting that looked at. Uh, and then with Eddie Jackson there on the interception at the end of the game, uh, he has a, a right ankle sprain. So, again, we'll monitor that and probably know more here in the next uh, 24 or 48 hours. Is that a relief? What's it With Eddie? Yeah, I think so. You know, we just, again, we'll, we'll see how it goes um, and communicate more here in the next couple of days and, and, and get it looked at and know exactly where it's at. But that's a, you know, he's a pretty big part of this defense.
0: Matt, you've talked a lot about how uh, April 3rd, and you said that this was possible to your team, but when did you really get the
2: sense that that was, you know, something that was within your grasp realistically? Um, well, you could feel it all year long that, that – uh, that we, we knew we had the talent. I think more so than anything, it was going to be how do we respond to adversity and how do our guys react to a loss? How do they react to a win? And uh, I, I'll go back to the the Minnesota game uh, Sunday night when we played the Vikings and a former, you know, uh, NFC North division champ. And that was a big turnaround, I think, for us to come in there and, and be here at home and, and win that game. And I think it kind of just really embedded into our players the true belief of how they felt where we could go and you talk about it but when do you really start truly believing it and I think that was probably a time that I look back and think that's when we turned a corner
0: to, to stay on that theme of the response to adversity what did you think of Mitch's game coming off
2: yeah Throws the decisive TD. He really did. I, I'm I'm am super proud of him. Um, I think his numbers were 20 of 28 with two touchdowns and no interceptions. And when you have this defense and you're able to uh, to to play with such a great defense and and have that field position, protect the football and and not throw interceptions, uh, you're, we're always going to have an opportunity. And then, but on top of that, um, you know, to be able to make that that strong throw to Trey um, for for the touchdown, that's a big that's a big time throw. Big-time play in a big-time situation. And uh, I'll just say this. uh, Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator for the Packers, he does an amazing job on defense. And uh, I have a lot of respect for him. And I think he's a really good uh, top defensive coordinator in the league, and so he does not make things easy for you. And so for Mitch to come into this game and play the way he did, and hit a little adversity here or there and learn, um, you know, I, I was excited about that.
0: He came off the field after the touchdown, and you grabbed his face mask. What did you say to him?
2: I, to- I told him that that's a uh, that's a uh, a throw that's a throw that he just made right there um, with conviction. That was exactly what I said. That was a conviction throw. And when he does that, he's tough to stop. And he made it up in his mind that he was going to go to to Trey on that. Trey had a great route. You could see the laser, you know, touch that he put on it, and uh, that was a that was a big play in that situation because they're not easy to score on in the red zone. Now, what
0: did you? What about the situation led you to think that uh, the fake was? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean. I, I told you at times we're going to be aggressive. We really haven't had that all year long, those situations. And those are the ones where you're going to come up here and crush me in a loss. And and that's okay. I understand that. It's the same thing with the third and one or third and two with Tariq's fumble, you know, that situation. That's what we're going to do. That's not going to change. I accept that. I understand it. And that's who we are
0: besides field position did you did it just feel like the game needed a jolt uh, momentum wise
2: well those are those are those are times that i think if you do convert on that if you hit that then it really flips the other way and so here's what i'll say uh our team could not they they, they i can't tell you how many times they heard me say finish this week okay and um uh and so what what i thought was pretty awesome was we ended up uh having that that fake punt, and you can feel the 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 law, right? It's like, oh man, you know, shoot, we should have got that, we didn't. And the defense came out there, and they were they were you know they were ready. Good offense, we played. They went right down, and they scored a touchdown. Okay, and now here here it goes again, right? And uh, but no, it doesn't. And that's where I think we're growing, where our team understands now that um, we end up getting a touchdown offensively, we get a stop, a three and out, then we get a touchdown, and then we get another three and out. And then they punt the ball to Tariq, and he takes it down there, right? And then we get a field goal, a fourth and one situation. You get a field goal. You go up two scores. And so to me, deep down inside, I, w- I was saying to myself, you know what? We're really growing, and we're, we're becoming a, a pretty good team, and we're learning. We didn't give up. We didn't sulk. We didn't complain. We, we, uh, we stepped up to the, to the plate, and, uh, and we swung
0: what did you think of Tariq
2: today? Yeah, he was. He, he's what he does all the time. You know, he's he's uh, he's uh, he's a guy that can make a lot of plays from the backfield, and he's a great route runner. He's energetic. Um, of course, he's frustrated at the situation with the fumble, but he, he's got a great mentality. He, he'll be the first to tell you that. Let's let's go to the next play. That's what I love about him. Did you can see? You uh, did you see Leno to his girlfriend after? No, I was in here uh, inside. I, I knew that was coming, and uh, was it cool? <laughs> did you guys sure see it? it was. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. well, he better have a ring. <laughs> Shoot.
0: Can you describe the impact that Coils had, not just on your defense, but on your team as a whole? And what would you say
2: to Johnny the on time you team? Well, um,. For Khalil to to come onto this team, uh, and from the very first day that he showed up to practice, he was a complete team player. Nothing about me, all about this team. He doesn't want any any uh, accolades. He doesn't want any uh, attention, and and he practices really hard. And then he's a great person. So he's in, he's he's been he's infected every player in the right way, and and made us all better offensively too. Just always talking, always leading. Um, just has a great mentality to him, and we're very fortunate. You know, to have him. And uh, uh, again, that was a that was a big part of our, our season here is getting him in the beginning. Matt Monetti's interception, obviously, it's easy to look
0: back and say maybe he should take a knee in the end zone, but is it because he's such an aggressive playmaker with the ball in his hands that you, you know, obviously he gets hurt in that play? But I mean, yeah,
2: your, your instincts when you catch the ball. Um, you know, as coach Plank will tell you when you pick those balls off they'll they'll uh they'll you, you want to go you want to score, and so he did he did that and he wanted to get down uh but he just did it he got caught in between a little bit and his, his his foot went down and uh uh you know so it's unfortunate but we'll we'll keep a good eye on it and uh um just make sure he's doing everything he needs to do to get that right Matt,
0: you mentioned this earlier but I assume it's not lost on you that you guys got an interception off of rogers when you need one yeah. Week one, there was that opportunity. Yeah, Is that another
2: area. Another lesson. Another lesson. And and so, sometimes it's a, a fortuitous bounce that you that you get. Sometimes it's just you didn't make a play. Uh, I talked to our guys last night in regards to those situations. We talked about them and and how you know when you get an opportunity in this game, you got to make it. And you cannot look back and have any regrets at all. Not, not everybody gets these opportunities that we had. And uh, I think that's what our guys are going to take away from this is that they've been presented with opportunities this year um, and they've taken advantage of them. We haven't let too many things slip away other than that first week, you know, uh, throughout the year. And that's a, that's a credit to these coaches. That's a credit to the organization. And, and most importantly, it's a credit to these players because they believe. And they're in that locker room right now. And the one thing that I thought was really cool was um, – they finished, but they know that we're not finished. That we want to continue to keep um, doing what we're doing and and not be satisfied and content with this. We know we we want more.
0: I mean, look at the core of this team. I mean, it's a young core of the skilled guys. Yeah, Do you get a sense that maybe this is like the start of something. Not just a, I
2: hope so. I yeah, I hope so. We're we're a young team. Uh, you know, Ryan and and Joey Lane have done a really good job. Um, with the you know contractually with these guys, and that's such a, an important part that you see. I think with our with our team, we are set up for the right for the right way in the right direction. Um, but there's just so many things that go into it with with things down the road. And uh, but we're in a good spot right now, and we know that. And, and to be where we're at uh, right now, as we stand, uh, we know down the road we, we want to just keep this thing going.
3: Mitch when you interviewed and took the job. It all happened so fast. Yeah. Uh, at what, what point did you realize that this team? Was good
2: enough to compete this year. I I would probably say in training camp uh, is when you see it. You 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 don't know other than what you saw on tape and what you see the the, you see who the people are and who the players are in OTAs, but you don't know how. There's so much talent in this league, and I I just when you have guys that stick together in what they do, and and they rally together and they fight and they care. and, and then there's talent. I told Ryan when we were in training camp, I said, Ryan, we got all the talent in the world. It's, it's not a – you know, you, he did a great job of bringing in talent, the, the players coming in here. Um, now we just got to figure out how – remember we talked about getting calloused and, and how are you going to – whether it's training camp with practices or whether it's adversity throughout the season. And we've, we've done that now. And um, I love that about this team is that each week it's so easy to have a letdown game. And I don't think you've really seen that with this team. Uh, this team, uh, every week, finds a way to, to come in and fight every every game. And that's a credit to them and, and for doing that. And they take it seriously. They understand it. They know when to have fun. Right, which is a huge part of this process—having fun, but yet they know when it's business.
0: Regarding Mitch's development, you know, we talk about the play-to-play all the time, but big picture—to be a division champion, to get this playoff experience—what do you think it's going to do for him?
2: It should do a lot, uh, it, confidence-wise, um, for him to to know. And we were just talking about that in the locker room uh, to to think about when we called plays together, when I called plays for him the first game in Green Bay. What a what a uh, what a tester for for both of us here in. My my voice in the in the helmet, me figuring out how he's gonna handle himself on the sideline. And and now we can see the direction that we're going. Um and, and it's here. And so he's getting to understand the type of team that we are, what we ask him to do. There's times I'm tough on him on the sideline, and there's times I'm tough on him in practice. But he understands the only way that he's gonna get better is with that. If I'm if I'm content with how he's playing, then we're not we're not doing our, our job. And he appreciates that. And I love that about him. The kid's a fighter, he's a competitor, and we're lucky to have him. Did Leno ask
0: for permission?
2: He did. Did, did, did.
0: did you have to think about
2: it? Huh? No, he can do what he wants to do. I just told him to be prepared for all situations.
3: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks.
2: All right, thanks. Again,
3: I don't know why Charles Leno had to ask Matt Nagy for permission, but I guess it's good to clear it. It's the right thing to do. I, don't, I want to know where the ring was. <laughs> he wouldn't tell us. No. He joke he he joked with Pat Finley that it was in a sock. Maybe it was in Pat Finley's sock. I, I don't And then
1: he wouldn't say that Tony There's a lot of areas in that sideline where you can hide things.
3: Well, the Tony Medlin can hold onto it, but then he said Tony didn't have it.
1: Huh.
3: Why is it a secret? Maybe he was in the goal post. and then like if he had caught a touchdown pass, <laughs> which you never know, and then he could have—you never the know what Nagy's bears. could that would now that would be a touchdown celebration. What, what if she was in the front row and he ran over there as a touchdown celebration and proposed? Greatest touchdown celebration of all time.
1: Yeah, it would be. That'd be a penalty though. That'd be long. That'd be a long celebration. <laughs> Maybe Kevin White held on to it on the sideline. Yeah. And- <laughs> Sorry, I, there's so laughing. many jokes that could be made. Like, <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm not
1: even... In all dro- seriousness... He could drop it. <laughs> oh, I had to get one in. Okay. In all seriousness, Adam, one of the inactive players probably held on to it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know.
3: But I did kind of want to get that answer. He wouldn't give it to us. All right.
1: Any other injuries off the top of my head? I'm thinking, well, no, the Eddie he, Jackson thing is going to be worth yeah. watching. Uh, other than that... They got out of here. It looks like pretty clean. Leonard Floyd, big day. Khalil Mack, yes. big day. Eddie Jackson got the first interception on Aaron Rodgers. And how many attempts? I don't know. A lot. Second interception this year on Aaron Rodgers to pass in the end zone. Heck of a moment. Heck of a stand. It's
3: a couple things that will help. They're all pro candidacy. see. I mean, Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's all pro. Yeah, all pro, but he, you know the the long interception streak for Aaron Rodgers. He's the one that breaks it. Um, Khalil Mack two and a half sacks today, one with his butt. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which I believe he leads the league in butt his sacks. Butt sacks. <laughs> he has more sacks in, in again another serious note, Adam. He has more sacks than the Raiders as a team. Still,
3: <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. so funny. And I think the Bears still have more interceptions this year than Aaron Rodgers has touchdown passes. How about that for another fun stat?
3: Wow. That is – they've done a lot of good things this year. There's no there's no doubt about it. All right. Well, two weeks ago, um, it'll be interesting what's actually at stake here. Who – I mean, because there's a – technically – The Bears won, so they still have a chance. No matter what, they're going to go into next week still with a chance to have a first-round bye, but they'll be two games back with two games to go. So it would seem extremely unlikely that they would get...
1: You would have more clarity after next week. But I don't expect them to start sitting starters next week. No, no, no. You're going to go in there, give your quarterback more confidence on the road. I don't know how hostile it's going to be, but in terms of perception beating the 49ers that team that ripped off the Bears it's almost fitting that it's like the, the last step before the postseason yeah uh, any concerns my
3: other than Eddie Jackson being hurt my other, my only other concern is there were moments in this game where it seemed like the offense was still shooting itself in the foot yeah Whether it was penalties or just missed opportunities you know Oh, we haven't talked about the fake punt, which we should. But before we get to the fake punt, that third down play was an RPO, and Mitch had Trey Burton wide open. Wide open.
1: Which RPO are we talking on about? On third
3: and two right before the fake punt, they hand, he handed off to Tequamizel, who did not get it. Yeah. To me, that looked like an RPO, and Trey yeah. Burton was wide open right, right. right in front of him, just on a quick cross, you know, slant. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, thought it was the wrong read. I'll have to go back and watch the tape, yeah. but I, I – you know, everybody was talking about the fake punt, and everyone was mad that Matt Nagy called a run that take one I, I think it was an RPO. I actually think
1: the run was there, actually. And he missed a hole? Or yeah, block, yeah, really? yeah. I, I thought it was there for a second. He doesn't seem to be a, a quick decision maker. But, yeah, I'll, go, I'll, I'll make note of that and go watch that tomorrow. Yeah.
3: And then the fake punt, I didn't have a huge problem with it. You know... Everybody killed Matt Nagy for being too conservative in the second half in Green Bay. Yeah. See? He's going for the kill shot. My only beef was I would have just kept the offense on, on there and run a play.
1: Okay. See, I, I didn't like the fake punt. I just felt like you had a chance to, to pin Aaron Rodgers back again. Your defense had some momentum at that point. Were they perfect? No, we, we said that earlier on the podcast. But to play the field position game seemed to make sense at that point and the Packers seem prepared for it. Like if Benny Cunningham is going through his checks and his alerts, I think he missed something. I think the Packers had numbers there on the fake punt stop. What I didn't what I don't have a problem with is the I didn't even see it as trickery, the, the um three Cohen's fumble. Yeah. On the third and short. Where he fumbled, it, they lost. The Packers gained some momentum back. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where are in a wildcat. I had no problem with it. I don't. I don't even think wildcat is that imaginative. They, a lot of teams run that play where they they do the fake or they or they do the give.
3: See, I actually had a bigger problem with that than the fake punt. The main reason just being like Tariq Cohen's not used to making those reads, and he they fumbled the exchange because he. Was too worried about the defense, and he wasn't yeah. paying no, attention no, to the handoff. Where Mitch does that like every
1: play. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't think the Wildcats some trick play. It's not like giving the ball to the key or throwing passes to Bradley Soul. It's one of your most effective playmakers, with the ball in his hands, faking it to another. Yeah. I, yeah look, bad play at a bad time. I get it, but I don't mind your it. Your
3: players have to execute. Yes, it's the bottom line. Yep. And both instances. Matt both Nagy place. didn't fumble the ball. Matt Nagy didn't make the wrong read on third down. If it was a wrong read, if it, the you know what, if you're saying the run was open, then it probably wasn't even the wrong read. But Trey Burton was open. So anyway, the Bears won 24-17. The significance of beating the Packers, winning the division. There's a lot of uh, it. Just it feels big. For this franchise, uh, and man, I just I don't think you can overstate how
1: important it is. No. They just won the NFC North against the Packers. And they hurt Aaron Rodgers groin in the process. Mm. It's a big win. Statement. Anything you want to call it. It was a statement.
3: Alright we got to get out of here. i got to go do a TV thing. Do it. So i got to go. Follow us on Twitter. At Adam Hogue. H-O-G-E. At Adam Johns. Fumble. As I fumble my phone. Just like Tariq Cohen. Uh, what else do we but use? But you recovered said? it. I did
1: recover. Read us at ChicagoSometimes.com. WGNRadio.com.
3: Read Adam Johns' lit column. Lit. I don't know if mine's going to be lit, but it will be a column. So I can promise you that. WGNRadio.com slash Bears. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Call in if you want. 312 222 5050. Maybe there's still some space. Don't get mad if you don't make the voicemails this week because we got a ton of them. I'm just warning you. It might be a little different.
1: Your phone looked full even before you went into the yeah, locker room.
3: That was before you went in the locker room. so uh, it, it should be good. All right. We got to get out of here. Bears win the North two weeks ago, and then playoffs. We'll talk to you on two. Playoffs? Weeks.